The Daily Rios, episode 357 for Wednesday, September 21st, 2016. New Comics Wednesday. Now, this is the kind of New Comics Wednesday I like. We have comics, we have original graphic novels, we have events, we have trades, we have resource materials. Nom, 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 nom. Let's go to the fun event from IDW. We have Revolution 1 of 5 by Cullen Bunn, John Barber, Fico Osio, and covers by Trad Moore. IDW brings together all of their Hasbro properties into one giant war against each other. There's Optimus Prime and the Transformers, G.I. Joe, Action Man, Mask, even Rom and the Micronauts. This is a bi-weekly event which brings in everything within the Hasbro universe over at IDW. Now, what you really want to look for is the John Byrne variant, because he puts all of these properties and all these characters into a Ohatmu-style cover. So if you know the official handbook of the Marvel Universe, with all the, cover, uh, all the characters running to the right, I guess it is, um, he does the same thing here with uh, the Hasbro characters, which is pretty cool. By the way, if you don't know, there was a DC style guide by Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, and on the cover to that had all of DC's characters running, heading towards the right. And that style guide, which was passed around in-house, it wasn't something that was shown to the public, uh, was released... In the early 80s, and it was released prior to Ohatmu. So if you look at some of the poses that Garcia Lopez did, you realize that Byrne clearly took his Ohatmu covers uh, and based them off of that DC Style Guide cover. So if I find an image, I'll, I'll put it up in the show notes. Also look for the ROM Revolution one-shot that goes with the Revolution series, written by Chris Ryle, with art by Ron Joseph. IDW also has New Mutants, the Bill Sienkiewicz Marvel Artist series. This is a hardcover, oversized, limited edition. Good luck finding these. Uh, it has the complete run of Sienkiewicz's New Mutants series from issue 18 to 31, and also X-Men Unlimited 43, written by Chris Claremont. It is, as I said, slipcased, it is hand-numbered, it is signed, it has the Demon Bear Saga, the Slumber Party, appearances by Cloak and Dagger. It is, it is the comic that made my brain explode and made me say, oh... This is what you can do in comics. It doesn't just have to be a house style. It can be expressive, and it can be artistic and different and stylized. Ah, so good. So, And here we have it all collected uh, all in one. This is going to be a, a hot um, artist series to, to, to find. It's $100, I believe. Next up, we have a new series from Image by Rick Remender and Jerome Pena called Seven to Eternity. I loved what they did on Uncanny X-Force, so I definitely want to read this. I have a review copy waiting for me uh, in my email. So 
the blurb on this, the god of whispers has spread an omnipresent paranoia to every corner of the kingdom of Zal. His spies hide in every hall, spreading mistrust and fear. Adam Osidus, a dying knight from a disgraced house, must choose between joining a hopeless band of magic users in their desperate bid to free their world of the evil god, or accepting his promise to give Adam everything his heart desires. All men have surrendered their freedom for fear. Now one last free man must choose. Loved the preview on this. Uh, the cover only really has, I think, has less than seven people, so I'm not sure uh, where the seven to eternity. Maybe it's a slow build. There you go. It really reminds me of um, DC's house ad for their quirky 80s comic, Thriller. The house ad went like this. It said, she only has seven seconds to save the world. You can't read it fast enough. And it was this face overlooking one of the bridges in New York, I believe. Uh, so it kind of reminded me of that. But I trust in this creative team, and I like the premise, so I thought I would give it a shout-out. Here's our resource material for the week, Peter Cooper Conversations from University Press of Mississippi. So Cooper is a contributor on uh, Covers to Time, Newsweek, The New Yorker. He's a longtime contributor to Mad Magazine. He's the writer and artist of Spy vs. Spy and also the co-creator of World War III Illustrated. So this collection has 10 interviews and a new career-spanning conversation. The interviews were conducted by Cooper and fellow artist Seth Tabachman in the early 1970s. Most of the interviews are either previously unpublished or long out of print, and they address topics such as the nuts and bolts of creating graphic novels, world travels, teaching at Harvard University, Hollywood deal-making, New York City in the 1970s and 80s, and all of his work on Mad Magazine. And then, of course, there are 24 black-and-white illustrations uh, and a self-portrait, all for $40. From NBM, we have Equinoxes by Cyril Pedrosa. In an equinox, day is as long as night, as if the world found perfect equilibrium between shadow and light, a fleeting equilibrium, similar to the stakes of our human destinies. Segmented into four tableaux for four seasons, uh, unrelated people of all social backgrounds seeking, seeking equilibrium cross paths, with other solitudes, weaving in and out of one another's lives, all captivated and tormented by the enigmatic meaning of life. Every season has its visual identity and its individual voice, culminating in summer and possibly an answer. This is $44.99. The artwork, um, it, it's line artwork, but it's all watercolor and monochromatic washes of color, and it many times... Um, sort of blends out the line work, giving it a memory-type feel. The preview on this is pretty beautiful, so I will post a link in the show notes. Another OGN, we have Moon Cop from Drawn in Quarterly by Tom Gauld. The lunar colony is slowly winding down, like a small town circumvented by a new superhighway. As our hero, the Moon Cop, makes his daily rounds, his beat grows ever smaller, the population dwindles. Depicted in a distinctive matter-of-fact style, Moon Cop is equal parts funny and melancholy. Gauld captures essential truths about humanity, making this a story of the past, present, and future all in one. And this is $19.95. 
Now, this next one is just pure fun. We have Action Lab Dog of Wonder trade paperback, Who Let the Dogs Out, by Vito Del Sante, Scott Fogg, Rosie Higgins, Ted Brandt, Marcus Williams. So the blurb is, for five years, readers of Action Lab comics have wondered who the dog in their logo was. Now his story can be told, and he has a name. So join Percy as he and his Action Lab League take on the case of rescuing a French bulldog accused of biting a little girl. This is a trade for only $9.99. I have to imagine this is one of the first times some publisher did uh, a comic based on their logo, which is amazing. I think that's really amazing. So I can't, uh, I'm looking forward to reading this because it sounds just fun and silly. Over in our little DC Rebirth corner, Cyborg number one kicks off his series by John Semper Jr. and Will Conrad following the Rebirth one shot. Raven number one is a miniseries by Marv Wolfman and Allison Borg, Borgs or Borges. Uh, takes place between the end of the Teen Titans series that just ended and their new Rebirth series that is about to begin. She seems to always get a miniseries. She had one back in 2008, which was also by Wolfman, with art by Damian Scott. So we'll see how this one plays out. I imagine I will talk about this over on the Tower podcast. I looked at the cover. Uh, the little gem that's on her forehead, they've included it in the title logo, and they put it on the letter R in a weird sort of place, and it kind of bugs me. I wish they would have put it on, I don't know, in the A or somewhere else, or the bottom of the V. Um, if you see it, just, <laughs> it's my own little personal personal quirk with the title logo. I thought, oh, that's kind of weird. Uh, also, Trinity One by Francis Manipal. I am always a fan of the Trinity concept, so now we get another series starring Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. I actually talked about the Trinity concept way back in my third and final episode of DC Noise that I did for Ter uh, Derek Coward for his uh, um, comic book noise network uh, all the way back in April of 2008 when the Trinity Weekly series by Kurt Busick was just about ready to come out. So I will post a link to that episode if you want to hear me blather on about the Trinity concept. I haven't heard that episode in a long time. I have I don't remember what I said, but uh, what I was doing with the DC Noise episodes, um, so I only did three, one, two, and three, but I was taking, like for the second one, I was trying to do anything that had to deal with like a dual nature or like the number two. And then so for number three, I thought, oh, perfect. Let's do an episode on Trinity because that makes sense. So uh, again, I'll post a link so you can hear that. There is a stranger who comes to this village from the sea. He comes in the winter when people are hungry and brings fish. He comes on the king tide. That was last night. Talk. Arthur Curry. I hear you can talk to fish. What's cooking at Comixology? We have a bunch of sales. If you're into Zenoscope, there's a whole bunch of Zenoscope trades sales. Marvel has the six Jonathan Hickman trades uh, of Secret Warriors for only $4 each dig digitally, which is a total steal considering how expensive Marvel trades can be. I mean, this is even cheaper than 
what I got these trades for. I think I got mine for, uh, what did I say one time? I think like $5 each and because uh, they were on sale uh, at a local comic shop. And then I bought one off of eBay that I needed for $10, I think. But here you go. They're all $4 each and it's a great series. You need to read it. They also have Alias by Bendis and Michael Gatos. Uh, that entire series in a trade format, also digitally, $4 each. And then in celebration of his 75th anniversary, we have an Aquaman sale. All these comics, 99 cents each, including his first appearance, the four-issue miniseries by Neil Posner and art by Craig Hamilton from the mid-80s. This is the miniseries that gave him his blue camo camouflage suit. There's a short-lived 1991 series with covers by Kevin McGuire. They have the entire 1994 series, which started with Peter David all the way up a little bit past issue 50, and then Eric Larson took over, and then Dan Jurgens took over. It is worth getting for at least the first 25, 26 issues alone, because Peter David develops this fantastic story. Uh, he uses elements from... Uh, the Atlantis Chronicles, which is not part of this sale, but should be. Um, there's He even uses stuff from that mid-80s miniseries, which really kind of um, kicks off the new Aquaman that we would get in the 90s. It's just a great series. The Dan Jurgen stuff is also very good, with art by Steve Epting. But the first 25, 26 issues by Peter David, yeah, dollar each, I would get that. Uh, this sale also has the 2003 series, which includes the Sub Diego story by Will Pfeiffer. It has the entire New 52 Aquaman run. It has Aquaman and the others. Uh, so it is fairly complete. I mean, he doesn't have much in the way of uh, original graphic novels or major trades, but it looks like they're trying to spotlight the current Aquaman. Um, so, I mean, they, they could have had Aquaman Death of a Prince, which is... Uh, I think it has artwork by Jim Aparo. I'm, I forget who the writer is, but it's the story in the Bronze Age where Aquaman and Mira go up against Black Manta and it's, and it's the death of their son. Uh, that was like one of the random Aquaman trades that DC actually put out in years past. So they don't have that, but they have all this other stuff. 99 cents, some of it quality stuff. So if you want to catch up on Aquaman and you have a spare, you know, $25, $50 to spend... There is a sale for you. All right, that's it. This has been the Daily Rios, episode 357. Go and read some comics or go and send me an email, peter at thedailyrios.com, or leave a comment on the website. We will talk to you soon.